0: everyone this is Catherine adams and elizabeth wallace and you're listening to binary system podcast number 262 and tonight we do not have a night vale episode to recap but we have several other things to go over in the nerdosphere so i guess we should start out with the weekly so but it didn't explode on me hey oh, maybe a little <laughs> i knocked the can on the floor before we started recording and i knew that was gonna happen yeah. Sit <laughs> rep um, so you got your first vaccine shot i did yes on wednesday and you know what kind of side effects i had what nothing yes. absolutely nothing i got the pfizer shot uh was only able to get it because nathan got his second one and the nurse who was administering it wanted to know if everyone in his household had also gotten vaccinated. And he said, no, my wife hasn't. She's Category 5, and they opened that up today. And she said, well, I'll reserve a vaccine for her if she can get here by 4. Wow. And that was it. Wow. That was – I'm still bowled over. And I didn't have my friggin' phone on, so Nathan came home and had to tell me, yeah, you can get your vaccine if you go now. So, <laughs> yeah, seriously, you need to keep your phone on. too. damn it. Yeah, I – By the time this episode drops, I will be eligible tomorrow. And I even tried today to see if, oh, you know, it's the myturn.ca.gov. And I'm like, hmm maybe I could just reserve one. The only way that I could reserve one is if I lied about my age and you know how I am about stuff like that. I'm like, I don't want to get in trouble. Yeah. I don't, I always assume I'm going to get caught and then everyone me will too. be yeah. so disappointed in me for lying. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. And plus there was a clinic in Los Angeles, their day of vaccines got shut down because they found out that most of the people who reserved a vaccine were not in the right tier. They were oh, too young and they had snuck oh, in So they were like, fine, we're shutting the whole thing down. And I'm like, Oh, I don't want to be responsible for that. So yeah, hopefully by Friday. It's getting closer it and really boy, is the, the circle of my friends I guess I just hang out with people who are all at least a little bit older than me because so many of my friends have already gotten their second dose boy I know a lot of teachers and I know a lot of people who work with the public and they were very high up but I've been checking that vaccine tracker uh the twitter feed that you recommended yeah. and I think we're up yeah. to something like 22 percent of adults <sighs> in the country who are fully vaccinated not just yeah. one vaccine fully vaccinated getting there getting there <laughs> Oh, oh so my goodness. Close. And I don't know that there's really much else going on other than that. I mean, the vaccines mm-hmm. seem to be moving ahead. Michigan still seems to be a dumpster fire as far as new cases for mm-hmm. no reason that I can see. I mean, yeah. I think the governor's actually going to start trying to do more shutdowns for the next couple of weeks to stop things. Yes, yeah, so you know she's going to get death threats, of course. Of course. Of course. She just can't win. No. Yeah, I use the San Diego Union-Tribune on their website. They have trackers for mostly San Diego, also part of California. And it's interesting that the number of new cases seems to have kind of flattened out to be where we were before that big spike in December and January. Mm-hmm. So I keep looking at it, and I'm just like, oh, it still seems to be the same. It's not getting any less new cases per day. But the deaths per day are going down. Good. And yeah, but that's another thing that the vaccine not only hopefully helps you from getting the virus. But if you do get the virus, it keeps you from dying. Right. So it that it limits sense. how bad of a case you get, even if you do. Right. Which makes me feel better, because apparently there have been some breakthrough cases, especially with this new variant coming in from yeah. South Africa, I want to say. I the, can't remember. Yeah, that and it, that that could be what's causing some of the problems in Michigan is that it's a new yeah. variant that's more contagious. Right. But yes. I've been looking at worldometer and um the cases the number of active cases bumped up a little bit. It's been going down for a while, but then it started inching back down again. So I hope we see more of that. Yeah, that'd be nice. But Yeah, everything else, Mom and Dad are okay. Hannah's okay. Hannah actually had a evening hanging out with one of her friends by mom and dad's fire pit which is like oh man just to hang out with friends again that's cool yeah we actually got to go to Deep River Brewery's eighth anniversary they've been around for eight years now which seems really amazing uh and to celebrate they had two food trucks outside so we went outside for some you know outdoor social distancing with beer it was very nice everyone was really pleasant we got to see some friends that we haven't been able to hang out with much for like I don't know a year Oh, God, yeah, seriously. Like, so we're getting there. It's getting a little bit yeah. better. Everyone just needs to hold on for a little bit longer. Yeah. So, on to more cheerful news, I got caught up two weeks in a row, so I read them at one time, two episodes of Lore Olympus, and oh, my dear, sweet Lord. Now, you have been deliberately avoiding the comments section, and avoiding reading up on the myths, because you didn't want to know what was going to happen. I don't think you need to worry about that anymore, because that is actually part of myth myth, what happened to Minthe. Yeah, so obviously great big spoiler warnings if you haven't gotten caught up or if you're not reading it and plan on reading it, you really should because it's gorgeous. But yeah, we had one more chapter of Minth's backstory with Hades, kind of just sort of figuring out how she got to where she's at now. I think one of the things she said, she was really in her head trying to blame Hades for the fact that Always. their relationship had died. Yeah, she had said... He shouldn't have made me think I deserved more and he shouldn't have made me think that my second chances were infinite. And I'm like, that is a kick in the teeth. You know, it's like there's got to be a trope for that when you do something stupid, but you got away with it and you kept doing it because nobody called you on the carpet about it. And then someone finally did. And it's not so much that you wish you had never done it. You just wish you'd maybe stopped doing it for a, a little bit sooner than you had wasn't that kind of that idiot kid who um, killed somebody in a drunk driving accident and he got away with it by claiming affluenza which meant that he had grown up with wealth and privilege and didn't yeah. know how to behave better which yeah. it seems a little bit like what Minth is doing and also it's kind of gaslighting and it's very abusive I mean yeah. props to Rachel she has been doing a great job in showing what an abusive relationship can look like when it's the woman that's the abuser. User. And right. she has been verbally abusive to Hades on numerous occasions, physically abusive at least once that we know about. She mm-hmm. always makes him feel bad, but she always lashes out and wants to blame him for how crappy she is and how crappy she behaves. Yep. yep. So and it all came to a head in this latest episode. I love how there's like people in the underworld who who are telling her flat out to her face, uh, Hades and Persephone are a couple, and you need to get over it, Oh, everybody knows. I loved how they described that. The two women that were whispering to each other, and she, like turned out and yelled at them for whispering, because she obviously assumes they're talking about her. And they just come back at her. And they talk about the fact that, oh, yeah, Persephone and Hades shared a kiss. And it wasn't like a little peck on the cheek. You know, Hades reciprocated the hell out of that kiss. And the other person said, it was tender as fuck. So Mint, of course, goes absolutely nuts. Now, did she, I forget, did she go to the office specifically to talk to Hades or was she at work or what happened? She was in her work attire and she didn't look at all confident. She was just in the elevator going, they're wrong, they're wrong, they're wrong. Um, I think she was still trying to just like pretend everything's normal and pretend that her and Thetis's plan, however that was supposed to work, was still yeah. going according to plan. Uh, and then Hades called her into his office. And she thinks, ooh, this is my opportunity. All the way up, right into the very last, she is still so sure that they're going to get back together. And when he absolutely spells out the fact that he's very sorry, It was his mistake for having a relationship with her and having them work so closely together, but this is not working. She's not getting over him. He's going to try and find her another position. Maybe she can go back to school. I mean, really, when you get down to it, it is pretty shitty. I mean, that is actually... It could be grounds for harassment suit. If you are dating your assistant and then you tell your assistant your assistant has to have another job, I mean, she could probably sue you if she wanted to. That's not cool. But Hades is trying to take ownership of that and trying to be like, I'm trying to do whatever I can. I admit that this was my fault. We just need to get you into another position. And Mint friggin' loses it. Yeah, because she just... (sighs) And she's got the crazy in her eyes for the entire Mm. scene. And Mm. she's talking about how, oh, great, you get to pretend to be the responsible adult. How nice for you. Did you and Persephone stay up all night trying to figure out what to do with me? And he's Mm. like, no, I'm trying to find out how to do what you want in this situation. She's not hearing that. No, no. But then her mistake, of course, is that she is so unhinged and so angry and she's just spewing all this rage and all these accusations and she actually tells Hades that she reported Persephone and Demeter to Zeus and Persephone was right behind her and as soon as you go to her and she's standing there and she's got the red in her eyes that means she's losing it too but her first thought is you reported my mother and that was, that's all she's focusing on. And then she tells Minth, our lives are in tatters because of you. <laughs> and all hell breaks loose. I love that throughout all this, like when you first see Persephone, her eyes have already gotten the red rage, but you actually see... Hades, while he's talking to Minthe, and while she's spewing all this bile and saying horrible things about Persephone, you can see his eyes do that fiery blue rage thing that happens when he uses his power. And you're like, oh my god, they are both going to lose it. Yeah. And Persephone just chases Minthe across the office. I mean, you see at one point, Hades, like, they run past a couple of uh, people who actually work in the office, and then you see Hades go past, get back to work. (laughs) And Minthe is terrified. I mean, she realizes, I don't think, you know, doesn't take any blame for it. I don't think she realizes that this is all her fault. All she knows is she's about, something bad is just about to happen. And I don't know why nobody considered that. Thetis, Thanatos, Apollo, Minthe. They're like, they're reporting Zeus for the fact that Persephone went crazy and became a towering giant and slaughtered a bunch of humans. And none of them seem to think that that makes her at all dangerous. No, no, nobody ever takes her seriously that way. Not until they see it happen for real. And now Minthe definitely sees it happening for real. I don't know what I expected would happen when you see this energy just blowing out of her hands at Minth and Hades comes up behind her and grabs her wrist. I like how he said, no, goddess. Like he didn't call her, Persephone didn't call her core. He called her goddess because she is absolutely in full goddess form at this point. And you see Minth screaming. And then you suddenly see Persephone's eyes go back to normal. And she says, oh, no. And you see Hades just looking forward. Oh, sugar snaps, which is Persephone's uh, profanity. I like that. And then you go back and mint is now a little terracotta pot of mint. And that 's really what happens in the mythology that is yeah, except okay, darn. i I spoiled myself, except not because there are different variations on what happens, and sometimes it's that Minth and Hades were an item first, and then he kidnapped Persephone, and Minth got jealous and told Demeter that obviously Minthe was so much better. Of a match for Hades than Persephone in every single way. And Demeter got mad and turned her into Mint. Interesting. But other ones say Persephone did it. And I didn't see that version. So that's why I thought we were still far away from a possible ending for Mint because I thought Demeter was going to be the one to do it. Wow. I was not expecting it was going to be Persephone. Now, I don't know. We saw Hades at one point literally rip out somebody's eye who had tormented Persephone, mm-hmm. but then he made it better and he put it back. Mm-hmm. I know that the gods can't bring people back to life. God knows Persephone has been trying to do that for all the humans that she you know, killed on on Earth. Can Persephone, do you think she has the ability to change Minthe back? I mean, it doesn't seem like it. They seem appalled, not in a kind of, oh, I screwed up, let me fix that, more in a kind of, oh, this is going to be bad. I get the idea. This isn't going to be fixable. Just, yeah. uh, just because I don't know. I think the author realizes that if she fixes this, then you could probably pretty much fix anything, and it would take sure. a lot of the uh, uh, a lot of the peril out of it for the characters. So, yeah, I think this. I think we might have seen the end of Menth at this point, and I'm wondering how. Minthe's quote, quote, friends are going to react to this because Thetis was already trying to pull away from menth with this yeah. idea that maybe we shouldn't see much of each other until this dies down. Thanatos was worried that this was going to be bad. So he might actually be terrified that he's next. And who knows, Thetis might as well. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm still wondering if we're ever going to see Apollo be at all impressed. But it feels like we've lost some of that now that we know that his mother is actually trying to encourage him to marry yeah. a fertility goddess so that he yeah. might he might actually know that she's powerful, but he's still thinking it in terms of how can I get control of this? Yeah, I still want to see. I mean, it was really fun to see Minthe. I mean, I like how Rachel really tried to make her a character that on some level you can relate to, just somebody who just can't get out of their own way when it comes to relationships. So I like that, and at the same time, I'm glad that she finally got her come up, and because she was just off the rails, and it was irritating. Yeah. And after three chapters, one by one, of seeing her just being oh so irritating, it was nice to be like, oh, she's a mint, great. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you what, when I was reading, I was actually reading the episode on my phone, and I got to the bit where she told Hades you should be thanking me for turning her and her crazy mother into Zeus and my hands were just up in the air. Oh my god. Oh my god. I can't I believe me. she did that. I could, I could not believe it. Holy crap. So yeah, that's satisfying. But I still the one thing that I've been waiting for, I really want to see Apollo get his come up. It's I do. Get really, yep. really, he's really next. I hope he's next. Mm-hmm. But it was really funny to read the comments uh, last week because somebody made some comment about wanting to see where this was all going and there was someone who had obviously paid the extra money for the fast pass to read the next three episodes so their yeah. only response was laughs hysterically in fast pass oh, <laughs> oh, <goodness. laughs> so i figured something was coming up i just didn't know what i i remember a few weeks ago you know there were a lot of people who were angry that she spent three chapters talking about myth and one person said they felt like we were getting to the point where we wouldn't see her anymore because that's why we were getting so much backstory so that moment would have mm-hmm. more power. Son of a gun, they were right. <laughs> that's exactly what it was. Wasn't the title of the whole series Dead Woman Walking? Mm. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe you could interpret that as Persephone being in the underworld. That's uh-huh. true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, <gasps> But yeah, that was really good. I'm, I'm good. enjoying the heck out of this. Can't wait to see what happens next. Yay! <laughs> Okay, moving right along, apparently you said you wanted to talk about BoJack Horseman. I finished watching season three today. Oh, oh my, so you saw at the um, the observatory? Yes. Oh <sighs> my goodness. So just to make sure, if you have not watched BoJack Horseman and you are planning to, this is a major spoiler. It is one of, there's several very big events that happen in BoJack Horseman and this is right up there with them. Yeah. So Bojack thinks that he got an Oscar nomination and after a very convoluted story, it turns out he did not. So, you know, everything, he was already worried that having the Oscar nomination and winning the Oscar itself wasn't going to fix him. It wasn't going to make him happy. And he's getting all of this indication that all of these fairweather friends that are partying with him are going to be nowhere afterwards. And then he finds out, you know, they're kind of right. Because as soon as he didn't get the nomination, everybody kind of bailed, including his publicist, who didn't want anything to do with him, I guess, if he wasn't yeah. actually going to win something. So he decides to go on a bender and who better to go on a bender with than Sarah Lynn, which Oh, my gosh, she had that wonderful Disney esque intro, because of course, she'd been sober for a few months. But you knew she wasn't taking it seriously. Because one of the things she said was, Yeah, I heard if you don't do drugs for a long time, then when you do them again, they're amazing. <laughs> So, you know, she has this whole, you know, nine months sober, dancing around, singing a song to the uh, lawn care guys, whatever. And then Bojack Horseman calls and wants to know if she wants to party. And she's like, oh, thank God. And she swipes aside the calendar and there's a stash of liquor behind it and she just starts drinking. Yep. Instantly. So, yeah. I like yeah. the fact that. I mean, yeah, she probably wouldn't have gone on quite so much of a bender if it hadn't been for Bojack, but I like that they made it clear that that was going to happen anyway. Like, all the preparations, all the the different drugs that she had stashed all throughout the house, and she, like, (laughs) smashes them all. Cocaine. Oh, no, that's drywall. They they went back to that afterwards when Bojack starts snorting up some cocaine. Oh, that's drywall. We've really got to start marking our drugs better. (laughs) And one of the things... I had mentioned that, you know, the animation on this show, it's got this deceptively simple style a lot of the times, but they really do so much with it. But every once in a while, they give it to the A team people. There's a scene when they go over to Diane and Mr. Peanut Butter's house. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> It's something like she's in the fridge and she uses to brace herself and the shelf gives way, and you see her just sort of fall all over the place. Just some just random flailing around that I had to rewind to watch it again because I'm like, there's a lot of detail in like a split second bit of animation. Same, exactly same thing. I mean, I wasn't even paying close attention, but even out of the corner of my eye, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. That looked like a lot more effort went into that bit of animation right there. Yes, and I can think of one other time that they do that, but I think it's one or two seasons later. Um, <laughs> but same same type of thing, just a real quick bit of animation that you're like, wow, that was – good job, you guys. That was hilarious. I swear, I just – I love Sarah Lynn on a bender. They just – they made her so sad and tragic in some ways, but so hilarious in others. I mean, she's just cheerfully – nihilistic. Yeah. You know? I mean she, she just wants to get stoned. Zero fucks to give, uh, Sarah mm-hmm. Lynn. She and she makes no apology. Um she goes they go to a an AA meeting and she mm-hmm. says she's there because she wants to get her nine month chip and her argument is that it, there's nothing in the 12 steps that say don't drink. So loophole. But <laughs> that's that's pretty much Sarah Lynn right there. But it's also really tragic because, of course, she had a Hollywood mother who was only interested in the fame that her daughter could get. Uh, she tried to connect with BoJack back then, but he wasn't interested. And then we saw a flashback. And it was BoJack was trying to save that stupid BoJack Horseman show that was so yes. bad. And his um, co-writer thought they needed to get somebody famous like Sarah Lynn, who was really famous. So he goes to talk to her and she's doing really well, except she's freaking out at just how overwhelming being a star is. And she was so glad that she still had someone like Bojack who wasn't trying to get something from her because she felt like she was right on the edge. And then Bojack has to admit that he was there to invite her to be on his show Yep, and you yep. get the idea that that was what did push her over the edge to becoming this, you know, drug seeking person. Yeah, yeah. And, but at the same time, they don't, I don't know, they're really good at, at portraying Bo Jack Horseman as an asshole. Who yeah. Hurts people. But at the same time, I think they also made it clear that there was a lot that went into her being the way that she was. Right. So. And that if he hadn't if he hadn't done that, something else might have pushed her over the edge. And yeah. obviously if he hadn't contacted her to say let's party, she would have chucked her sobriety anyway. Yeah. But yeah. I also do think they make it clear that her life would have been better if he hadn't yes. been around. Because yeah. okay, so they faked us out at one point when they're in a hotel room and he he turns to her at one point and says, Sarah Lynn, Sarah Lynn. And she's just lying there on the bed. And it was beautifully uh, animated frame of the two of them yeah. just over, looking an overhead shot of them lying on the bed. And then she wakes up and he just oh panics. But she finds out that she actually won an Oscar for a song in one of the movies. And she wasn't there. And yeah. I, I think it's another one of the things she's thinking the exact same thing that Bojack did, that this isn't. Making her happy. It's something that she always wanted and is just not helping. And he starts freaking out, and because she's freaking out, and he tells her, Let's go to the planetarium because it's what she'd been wanting to do the entire time. Mm-hmm. So they go. Yeah. And God, I wonder how long that bender lasted exactly. I mean, we're talking like probably a couple of weeks, right? At least because he goes to his publicist and like goes several times. Because she tells him a story about being a lifeguard, but he keeps having blackouts and waking up in the car driving away, so they have to come back. And at one point he apologizes for bothering her so much in one night, and she's like, one night? I haven't seen you for two weeks. Yeah. So it's been a while. They also go out to where Charlotte's daughter is in college, and I'm glad that didn't go worse than it did. Yeah, because uh, he's been worried the entire time that he scarred her for life, and then he's seeing her in college, and she's fine but then she sees him and she starts freaking out about how she was only 17 when she knew him she didn't know anything she doesn't want to see him she's backing away from him so and of course sarah lynn being all brash and sarah lynn wow she was fine until she saw you again it's almost like you scarred her for life twice oh god she oh my god you can always trust sarah lynn to speak her mind she will tell you the god's honest truth mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. but yeah so then you know They go from the hotel, which, by the way, the hotel was such a wonderfully squalid place. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're on a stained mattress, and there's alcohol bottles and drug paraphernalia all around, and he does take her to the planetarium. And I forget exactly what they're saying, but it's really just kind of this, I don't know, it's a sweet, quiet moment for a minute while they're just looking at the stars in the planetarium. With him saying that it's just all these things that we try for and try to make a legacy for ourselves, and really the only thing that matters is this moment, this absolutely perfect moment right here. Right, Sarah Lynn? Sarah Lynn? And you're like, and that's where they ended. That's where they, I mean, I just, oh, just when you said that, I got chills. Just (laughs) really... I couldn't believe, I mean, because they faked this out, and then they did it anyway. And then, did you watch the episode after that? I did, yeah. And you yeah. go right to a news article, a news program, when they're talking about the world is in mourning, and yeah, Sarah Lynn is dead. Oh my god, I can't believe they did that. Up until that moment, I thought maybe they'd bring it back. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe they'd resuscitate her, ambulance, something. This just shows exactly how dark the show can get I mean before this point it could definitely get dark but this is just like nope we have actual well of course uh Herb Kazaz died but he also you know had a long illness that was pretty dark but this I I just blew my mind I couldn't believe that they did that yeah and and the last episode of the season was really funny and The fact, I mean, I can't even go into all the connections of the absolutely bizarre rescue that the main characters have to do at the end. But it all comes back to Mr. Peanut Butter and Todd, with Mr. Peanut Butter's house full of colanders and Todd's ridiculous uh, uber. Uh, rip-off ride chair service that's is staffed entirely by sexy killer whales and somehow that is all exactly what they needed to rescue an entire underwater city from a flood of spaghetti. <laughs> just I even wrote that down when I was taking notes on this that is a long way to go for a joke. Cause how long how far ahead did they introduce that whole thing with Mr. Peanut Butter and Todd buying an entire house full of colanders? I don't I don't even know. I know that the Uber storyline went on just like I mean that was with Todd Emily. Kind of, sort of, ex-girlfriend, I guess. Yeah, so, I mean, a ways back, they really did. And that is actually a really good segue about Todd's rideshare and his ex-girlfriend because that talking to that he gives to, uh, that Todd gives to Bojack at the end of, I think it was uh, episode 10, where Bojack finally confesses the fact that he got drunk one night and slept with Emily. Which, yeah, yeah. yeah. and Todd, I, Todd said he didn't know that that was what, you know, he thought uh, had gone on between the two of them. But I have this idea that he must have thought, like, was trying not to let himself think that. But what he says when Bojack is trying to do the usual... Uh, yeah, I screwed up, but let's just move past it. Or, or, yeah, I'm an awful, awful, awful person. Can you ever forgive me? And I wrote this down word for word that Todd says, you can't keep doing shitty things and then feel bad about yourself. Like, that makes it okay. You need to be better. And Bojack says, I'm really sorry. I was just incredibly drunk and I was under a lot of stress. And Todd just stops him and he says, you are all the things that are wrong with you. And that is such a great line right there. It is such a great line. Man, Todd is just, he is probably my favorite character on the show. I really, I definitely is. As goofy as he can get. And I was mad at him for fucking up that rideshare thing because it was working so well to make a safe space for women, you know, women riders, women drivers. And then when Emily bows out of it and Todd says, well, this is great. We need to expand and make this also a safe space for men. And that just goes about as badly as you could imagine. Yep. Yep. It sure does. Just... <sighs> Todd he's and he stays not bright, I mean some of the stupid decisions that get made in the next few seasons you'll see that, but at the same time i mean he never he never means badly, he always means well, he can't get out of his own way any more than Sarah Lynn can, except he's just not such a. I don't know, fucking dumpster fire. You know? <laughs> he's, just, he's got a good heart about it. Well, know. yeah, didn't he, at the end of the season, he gave away, like, he accidentally gave away $8 million as a tip mm-hmm. that he had mm-hmm. just gotten when selling the business. And he was just fine. He was just like, oh, easy come, easy go. You know? And I'll tell you this, guys, the whole bit of the, the check writing thing and the tip, whatever, and having to sign things, Yeah, it's not as important as everybody thinks that it is because I actually accidentally left convoluted situation, but we had to run... After only ordering like a drink, and I told the waitress, "Oh God, cancel our order. We have to get out of here. And please just give us the uh, the bill now." And I left her a tip, but I accidentally left the wrong receipt—the one that wasn't signed. It didn't have a tip oh. on it. And oh, I yeah. I called them that night, and I said, "Oh my God, I am so sorry. I just she was so nice, and I forgot to leave the signed one." The guy I was talking to said, "No, that's fine. I mean, the only reason why we need the signature is if somebody decides to dispute the charges." Nice. And I asked him, "Oh, can I make a change?" now? And he said, yeah, was there something wrong? I said, no, I wanted to leave a tip. And he was like, oh, okay. (laughs) I don't think people do that much. No, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you're right. It's just nice to have a paper trail in case somebody's like, that's not what I meant. Yeah. Yeah, But the whole $8 million thing, yeah, you could dispute that charge pretty damn fast. But Todd isn't interested in disputing it is the thing. He just like, oh, well, yeah. And I have to say, Princess Carolyn having that relationship with Ralph the Mouse That was so so sweet, damn sweet. I mean, he was, how do they do that? It's very simplistic animation and voice work. And somehow you're just like, oh, this is a good guy. And he's kind of fun. And he's really nice. And I think he'd be good for Princess Carolyn. Just right from the very moment that she, because she had two awful dates right before then. And then he comes in. And you're right. I mean, within 30 seconds, you're like, oh, I hope he stays around. He's nice. And then when she finally calls him back and decides she wants to give this a try and his response is, you know, since they last met, oh, well, funny story. And he tells this convoluted story about that night after they had met that this woman broke a heel and stumbled into his arms. And she was a Russian ballet dancer that didn't speak any English. And long story short, we eloped and I moved to Russia and I'm just kidding with you. None of that happened. I'd love to go on a date with you. And I'm just like, Oh, don't do that. <laughs> because in this show, that could be totally true. It could, could be. It was God's all, honest. Truth. I was absolutely believing every moment of that, that princess Carolyn's luck would just be that bad. This show is so meta without being meta. Sometimes mm-hmm. it really does. It does not care. So there's some episodes in the fourth season that I think you'll like, and some Todd-centric episode that's one of my favorite. And I think, yeah. Do you feel what I mean when I talk about how, like, by the time you hit the third season, that's where the show has, like, switched to a different gear than the first couple seasons? Yeah, it's it's it feels a lot more of an arc, I think, at this yeah. point. And they do, yeah. they are very consistent. Like, um... Diane breaking her wrist in that one episode mm-hmm. and she had that cast on for the entire season and yeah. Mr. Mr. Butter filling up the house with colanders they were stepping over colanders every single episode that was inside their house for the whole time so they really I mean they will stick with a damn joke on this show <laughs> oh my god the Hollywood sign for sort of <laughs> an example. Oh my God. The fact that you're just like, really? They're all going to call it Hollywood. Okay. That's and it. for the rest of the show. And that's, and yep. everybody, everybody, from the moment that disappeared, the D disappeared. Yep. Everyone just switched to calling it Hollywood stories or something or or life Mm -hmm. in Hollywood. And that's it. That's right. And nobody, Uh, nobody even questions it anymore. And they do that over and over again. There's so many running gags on this show. I just love it. (laughs) Oh, man. Have they gotten to the bit where Princess Carolyn does the thing where they're talking like, have we met Courtney Portnoy yet? I don't think so. Who was that? I I think it's next season, actually. She does this thing where she's. A name will rhyme, and then she will suddenly have this whole paragraph, where the entire paragraph is set up so that every word rhymes. And I never get tired. Of <laughs> so, because man, I think they just do it just to mess with Amy Sedaris and be like, "I oh, bet she can't say this whole sentence <laughs> <laughs> She does not It's good. Oh, so. that whole episode where she and Bojack had that knockdown, out fight in his restaurant, mm. but. You know, she decides. You know, she's going to walk away from this. She knows she can help him some more, but then she turns back around and she comes back and she starts actually helping him to cook. And Bojack just says, "I do love you, Princess Carolyn." As you know, much as I can, which I know isn't really worth all that much. And she looked back at him and she smiled. And I think that was an example of them handing the animation over to the A team because yeah. just the way her her expression kind of changed when she kind of looked kind of wistfully over at Bojack that was yeah. that was really nice. Oh. I love the Princess Carolyn character, too. That's another person who, she makes mistakes, but her mistakes are not nearly as life-threatening as other people's mistakes. Right. She has a little bit more highs than a Bojack does, I think, and yeah. not quite yeah. so bad on the lows. No, no, definitely not. Okay, so we got one more thing we want to talk about. Mm-hmm. So you guys just watched the first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yes. And boy, that first scene was a cracker, wasn't it? Where wow. Where Sam was trying to rescue somebody and like flying through canyons and people on those flying suits and going through helicopters oh. and explosions. I love any scene with Sam flying. I don't know how they managed to make the effects on that wingsuit so damn good. Mm-hmm. But every movie, every TV episode where you get to see Sam just kicking ass with the wings, I'm like, yes, all of it. More of this. I will never get tired of it. Plus... You compare that with the Bucky scenes where the hand-to-hand combat that Bucky does is that's another thing I will never get tired of watching, just see him go to town on people. And I had to explain part of what was going on because you saw that opening scene where it was looked like it was taking place in Russia and oh. Bucky was tearing through a whole bunch of ambassadors or something and then killed that one guy that happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. So then you kind of flash forward and Bucky is having dinner with this elderly Asian guy. And the Asian guy is talking, you know, just kind of reminiscing about his son and how it hurts so bad to lose him. And they said he was in the wrong place in the wrong time, but you'll never really know what happened. And then at one point, Nathan was like, so did Bucky kill that kid? And I'm like, yeah, that was the guy from the first scene that was saying I didn't see anything. So yeah, yep. yep. Nathan yep. still yep. hasn't seen um, Endgame. Mm-hmm. But that... You wouldn't have to have seen Endgame to get that, though. I think I don't think so. Um, I'm not. Nathan says he doesn't remember much from watching Captain America: The Winter Soldier, which I swear right. to God we saw that together. But then yeah. he didn't see Civil War, so there's a lot okay. of stuff about Bucky that he doesn't. I think he saw Bucky as the unstoppable assassin, but he never really saw any of the storylines about Bucky, the brainwashed assassin that would be put on ice and then only brought out to kill people. Right, exactly. So he didn't see Endgame. Did he see Infinity War? He did. Because I don't remember the scene where you see Bucky in Wakanda. Mm-hmm sort of with the kids all sort of giggling about him and everything. Mm-hmm. And he's had at least some kind of temporary quiet peace. Was that in Infinity War or was that... That War? was the um, end credits of Black Panther, I think. Ah, that's what it was. Okay. All right. Good. Yeah, I think that's important to know that too. I've, I'm have i halfway through the second episode. It's funny. My attention span is just crap. I'm sure it's pandemic. But I watched all the first episode, and then I got halfway through the second, and I'm like, oh, I'll pause right there. And then I started re-watching a bunch of Sherlock. I, know, like <laughs> I, I saw the tweets that you were posting about that. Those are some good episodes. Yes. Oh, there's so many. Like, that show is definitely not perfect, and I can see all the ways it's not perfect as I'm re-watching it. But there's so many fun bits. But yeah, uh, going through uh, halfway through the second episode, you see a lot more of Bucky and Sam interacting with each other, which I've been hearing sort of tidbits from people, because I I've been trying to avoid spoilers on twitter but i've been hearing tidbits from people that that's some people's favorite just the two of them kind of sniping at each other because the writing's fun and good and um uh, but i think we're up to mm, the fourth episode has yep. dropped maybe mm-hmm. all right I feel like there was a lot of buzz about the fourth episode. Me too. Something happened with Wakanda. Yes. So that's, I I saw that was trending on Twitter today. And some people are mad and other people are mad at them for being mad. So yeah, I know I don't want to catch up too fast because then of course you just have to wait well, then you have to sit and wait for an entire week for the next episode like a savage. But, <laughs> no, seriously. What is this, the Stone Ages? God. <laughs> but I may have to start catching up because the spoilers are coming in pretty fast and heavy. Yeah, they really are. But I, I definitely, after one and a half episodes, I'm totally in. I like the first one, certainly. Yeah. I would say that it hasn't grabbed me the way WandaVision has, but I forget that I got to watch four episodes of WandaVision back to back before I got caught up. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, it WandaVision definitely got me me but i don't think it got me right away no and wandavision's episodes were shorter so you could just uh, absorb yeah, them possible. a little faster yeah very true but i guess that's gonna wrap us up for the week so make sure to check out pixladygeek.com for all the book reviews the movie reviews the comic book reviews the fan art galleries probably gonna do a transformers one next i guess i think, I think so yeah oh yeah, i forgot cool. to mention ah <laughs> i pre-ordered the new flame toys uh action figure Ooh. That's right. I forgot. Yep. And so, we've never put a model together before. No, no. This is injection molded parts that I think are... The main color is already done, the black and the white. So I don't... I, it's supposed to be good for beginners, I think. And it's okay. also only six and a half inches high. So some of these parts must be really, really tiny. Yeah, I better get out the tweezers for that one. We're really hoping... Probably for Christmas, I guess? Yeah, they say November, but then I was looking around to see if I could, because I went through um, Big Bad Toys, Mm -hmm. uh, because it was only $4 for shipping, as opposed to the $49 that uh, Flame Toys was offering to buy directly from them, which I think they're in another country. So, uh, yeah, I was looking around all over the place, and some of the places were saying it was going to be December before people could get it. So, I don't know. I think... Pre-orders are supposed to cut off in May, so okay. maybe that's when they really start manufacturing. And how quickly we get it will possibly depend on how quickly they can make them. True, true. But our hope is to do some kind of setup where when we all get together for Christmas, cross fingers, God oh, willing, please, we have some type of overhead camera setup so we can actually do a speed filming of us trying to put this thing together i've seen people do that before where you see you know everything moves fast move fast and then there's some funny or interesting bit and they slow it back down so we're getting awfully ambitious with this but yeah we we kind of want to actually film our attempts to put this thing together yeah if you guys ever want to go out and check the youtube channel natalie and tara try stuff they do Mm. a lot of stuff like that they will try all different kinds of crafts and doing the overhead shot for some of them is pretty standard on that so maybe we can get some pointers i don't know And then as long as we're talking about things that we're planning on doing, I've been reading a lot about trying to make podcasts accessible for the hearing impaired Mm -hmm. and how important having transcripts are. So I've actually been researching that a little bit and... I think short version, there is no easy way to do it. It is always going to be something because there's plenty of apps that will transcribe what you're saying, but you do have to go in and massage the text, especially Uh when I used something called Otter, which is actually kind of amazing how much of the text it gets. This is not like the terrible closed Captioning you see on some TV shows. Oh my god, where where they just they give up halfway through a sentence, like, nope, I've completely lost the thread now. This is not anything like that. I think the biggest problem is the app can't tell the difference between your and my voices. (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, that's going to be yep. a problem. Yep, yep. Um, the free version of the app is a little limited. I'm not sure I want to pay for it. They, they charge it annually, and it's like 103 bucks a year. I don't know. But, yeah, I thought I would put it out there. If anybody knows of any transcription app, whether paid or free, that they really recommend. You know, I just found out today, apparently, the beta version of Adobe Premiere Pro has an auto-transcript thing. Um, I actually have that for work, so I might give it a try. But, anyway, yeah, looking for suggestions if you have something I would love love to actually make our site more accessible than it is. Yeah. well, That would be good. Anyway, all that and more. PixelatedGeek.com So next week we will have a Night Vale episode. We will. Yes indeed. Uh, Next few days is when the next one will drop, I think. Alright, so we'll have Night Vale. We will have more Falcon and Winter Soldier. We will probably have more BoJack Horseman. We will definitely have another Allure Olympus. uh, Yeah, Oh yeah. So one way or the other, we will talk to everybody in one week. Talk to y'all later. How was I?